Our gospel today gives us this familiar passage of uh, Jesus in the synagogue teaching and uh, the response that uh, he uh, has authority. And it reminds me of the culture that we live in and the recognition that we have in regard to authority. Oftentimes that word right there is something we're uncomfortable with maybe. Authority feels like something on top of me or something controlling me or something that making me do something uh, that maybe I don't want to do. And uh, that is one way in which authority is lived out, something external to me that sort of uh, has power, right? Police or authorities, uh, they help keep all things in order. Uh, Parents or authorities, they help keep me in order. Teachers or authorities, they help bestow something good that I, that I need, um, that I grow in. Uh, so there is an ex- authority that has a position, it has a place that's higher or greater or more than what I have. And in some ways, by the nature of the positioning, it's sort of there for my good in a way that I may not want it to be. I I did not want my parents when I was growing up. I still remember the day that I walked up those stairs and told my mom I was going to get a job. (laughs) She did not. The look on her face, I couldn't figure it out. But she had a place in my life and she could have said, nope. Right? She has authority to do something that I don't like. But my mother also had a different kind of authority, and it was authority that was something I was obedient to, whether she knew it or not. I never wanted to get caught doing something wrong. My parents never grounded us. I never had a curfew. They never, uh, my dad took my back end a couple times, but you know, that was well-deserved and much less than I should have gotten. Uh, but I didn't want to disappoint them. Right? There is a different kind of authority, and it's an authority that draws something out of me that makes me want to adhere to something greater that that person is proposing by the way they live their life, by who they are. They don't need to set out a bunch of things that I have to follow. They're living something, I'm like, where are you going? I'm following you. Right? There's a book, uh, a famous Italian book, The Betrothed, and in this, this man is converted because of the cardinal, and he goes and he uh, lives, he kind of like comes to the front door a lot, and he's there, and, and the cardinal says something about, the cardinal recognizes that this beggar is an authority to him, right? and says like, you know, don't, don't go too far or something, and he's like, you can't get rid of me. Right? Here, the man who had an authority of the external dimension actually was saying that this poor beggar was an authority to him. Because of the way this man lived his life, because of the conversion that happened to him, because of the radical adherence that he had to the mercy of God. He had the cardinal thinking differently, living differently, looking down upon him and saying, wherever you're going, I'm following. And going may not physically be somewhere. Going may be however you got to where you are and whatever it is that you have, I want what you have. That's authority. And that's the kind of authority that Jesus lived in our scriptures today. 
right? In the greatest of freedom, he lived in ways that provoked people, provoked oftentimes the people with the first authority. Because they were worried that if I lose this ability to control or to have what it is that I want, or ordered things the way that they need, and Jesus had an authority that all of a sudden thousands of people were following him, and he had no external earthly authority. He wasn't a rabbi. He wasn't a Pharisee. He didn't have control. He wasn't a governor of a region. He had nothing. Nothing. This is the authority that Christ carries into this world. This is the newness and the difference that turned everything upside down. This is what made it possible to have the last seat at the table and actually be the first person, the most important person in the room. People in our culture today don't like authority of the first kind that tells them what they have to do. Right? We don't like anything that sort of puts a constraint. Or actually, we like constraints, but a lot of people like me. I really, really like rules that I agree with. But give me a rule I don't agree with, and you're going to find John Rutten that's like, rah, 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 rah. Right? We're all that way today. Authority like, is totally lost. But you know what doesn't get lost? even in the midst of all of that, is someone who has a heart is always looking for someone in their life that has what they want. And when you see someone in your life that has a fullness that you want, you're like, I'll go, where, where, how'd you get what you got? Starts asking questions that make you think, what is it that you have done? Is it possible I could too? I think about the teachers that we now have in class, right? There's certain teachers that you're like, that teacher, I'm going to class every day. That teacher, I'm actually going to sit up closer. Makes you, someone who makes you want to be attentive, right? Makes you want to go home and study. Makes you want to go to bed earlier so that you can wake up in the morning for the class and be with it. That person carries authority. What's the difference, though, that the Christian offers? The Christian offers the recognition that the second authority helps you end up being obedient to the first, even if the first doesn't have the authority that makes you come alive. Right? That one teacher should help us grow in being aware. Ah, I don't really like the way that teacher teaches, but when I'm attentive, I get better results. Ah, when I sit up front, things go, go better. You know what? I should just start going to bed, and no matter who my teacher is, I'm going to give it my all. Right? But when we just live by the first, we miss the dynamism that makes life worth living. We miss the Christian dynamic that makes the person someone attractive, whether they have external or internal authority at all. But when we only live by the second, we're like we are like uh, uh, leaves blowing in the wind. Always going from what's fun to what's fun. What makes me happy? What makes me happy? Instead of allowing that traction to allow us to order our lives in ways in which we say, Lord, what is it that you want? And we see that beautiful gift of discernment that the Holy Spirit works inside us to help us discern what is our good. But the Holy Spirit works through the church. 
And the Holy Spirit, as we know from our studies, works through external uh, uh, laws and orders and things and helps us live in a way that is for our good. And today, Jesus Christ might not be in our midst in the way in which he was for the gospel today, but he's in our midst in the church. He's in our midst in each of you. Right? Do you see someone in your life, you're like, I want what they have. They're like, well, I go to daily mass. That's how I get what I get. You should come too. Oh, you know what I do? I pray. (laughs) That's why I, maybe that's why you're attentive to me. Right? Or maybe you recognize that other people have what you want. But the sign isn't just that we're a bunch of people following each other, although you should know who it is that makes you come alive. You should know who it is that is following you. The sign is that the power that happens in the midst changes us. And this is what Jesus introduced. Lots of people can get thousands of people together. You can get tons of people together for events. You can get a lot of people to follow them. Right? We see that all the time. But the question is, does the authority the person have change me for my good? And that's how we know if we're in a place in which the Holy Spirit is doing a work. And as I pay attention to certain places and people and things, I've realized, my gosh, I want to be different than I am right now. And suddenly it's kind of happening. I might still be a horse thief, but I started praying. I might still have some problems uh, getting up in the morning and getting my life together and doing the right things, but I'm kind of starting to feel alive, like there's something worth living for. Right? We see a little bit of a change when that power, that authority is in our lives. And as that change happens, it isn't just, it makes me awesome and I get great so I can go and do what I want. Unfortunately, it makes me awesome and great and I'm alive and then suddenly I find out those hands are spread wide like Christ and then they're pulled behind my back and tied and bound and I'm led sometimes where I don't want to go. Both authorities. But when our hands are bound, sometimes it helps us more deeply see that it was the Lord that does all the good things that happen through us. What a beautiful time in the world it is today. Everything's falling apart. (laughs) And as it falls apart, it's a great tragedy that so many fall. But it becomes very clear who's standing and who has life and who has hope and who has joy and who has goodness and who has patience and who has kindness and who has love and who has justice and who has peace. May we all be attentive to the people in our lives that have that sort of authority that the Lord has bestowed upon them for us to see. And might we not forget that our whole life in missionary mode is to be those same sources of joy and peace and love and patience and kindness and goodness that are standing up wherever it is we are called to go, even if the world seems to be falling Come, Holy Spirit, and kindle in us 
the fire of your love.